When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It is Thursday, February 2nd, and it is day after Fed Day. And I got a I got a lot of things to discuss with you guys. First thing I want to say is your boy traded MSGM yesterday. Uh, MSGM in the short. We were on YouTube Live, tried to flex my muscles and show you what I'm all about. Uh, I went big, went $5,000 in, uh, I think at about forty five. By the time I got out, it was an $800 loss. Uh, it halted. It kept halting. It reminded me of GameStop days where you were trading GameStop. Um, I was hoping that it would halt up to about 80. It never did. It never even you know pulled the 50 lever again. Uh, by the time I got out, I was glad I got out because I think it dipped down to about 20. Um, I think it wound up closing at about 30, and it is still there. Um, I was going to roast Sherry about telling me about VS, um, but I will not because... I have been wrong more than I have been right on a lot of these things. Uh, but I did want to go over short names and just a little bit um, of what I see. And I'll switch it over to, um, let me get over to Active Trader Pro so I can show you. Carvana is currently in a short squeeze. Carvana is still going in a short squeeze. This one is uh, uh, up here at... 1740 right now is the bid and the ask. It closed at 1356. You do have volume in this one. 10 million shares in pre-market right now. Um, so, okay, sorry, I hit pause because I thought I heard a uh, big change in volume. So if you heard of big change in volume, my, my apologies. But um, Carvana does have the volume to continue the short squeeze. GNS is an interesting one because while this one still does have the volume to continue the short squeeze, um, this is one that Charlie from Zip Trader talked about last night. Um, it seems to be putting in, and like I, like I saw last night, you look at the two-day chart of this one, it's putting in capitulation down here at five. Uh, and pre-market, it exploded up to seven. Uh, that capitulation was just bound to happen. It's now putting in capitulation at about seven. I don't want to say that it will get back up to the eight level uh, because I just don't know, is this one going to come back to five? I just don't know. It's a short squeeze. What's interesting is the CEO followed Charlie on Twitter and the CEO is all about hype. And he's been hyping about how he's hired certain people to look into this. So this one still has some play. Um, because he wants to find out short squeezers. He, you know, Goldman Sachs and others were fined the last time they were found to be short, um, naked short squeezing. So he wants to go after them for that. The other one that I think is still in a short squeeze that could move it be, is Bed Bath & Beyond. This one has 14 million shares traded in the pre-market. It is at 340 um, it went all the way up to about 410, it looks like, in the pre-market. 
as I look at the two-day or the five-day on this one, it definitely looks like it put in some capitulation down between 260 and 290. Um, that seems to be where it's put, and then it bounces up again today. You could see a bounce like that, but the last time we saw this bounce was way back here on Monday. On, I'm sorry, on Tuesday it looks like, and it just capitulated. It moved from about 240 up to about mm, $3, and then it just capitulated down and kind of has moved back up. You've got some room, but between those three, I think that's where you're seeing the um, the, the shorts really sit. Uh, MGAM, which is another one that we saw a short squeeze yesterday, it doesn't have the volume. Uh, 10-day volume right, uh, is about $14 million. You've only got about $2 million traded pre, pre-market, and it's at 287 It just doesn't have a pop like the other ones do. So if you're playing short squeezes, that's my look at short squeezes. Um, we'll go back to Safari, and we'll talk about the Fed. Uh, what happened with the Fed yesterday? Well, Powell's speech, he had every chance to break down this market. Every chance he had to break down the market, just like he's done before. And he didn't. This afternoon candle is a 1.53% period where you could have bought at the low at 402 and sold at the high at 413. That's an enormous move in a four-hour candle for SPY. So you can see he, he basically moved the markets. Now the market's up. It's opened up 414. Um, it's, it might have a little gap if it, if it doesn't pull back to 413. Uh, we are looking at probably higher. Uh, because again, he, I think the worst thing that Powell said um, was that he doesn't see uh, rate reduction this year. And he could have said that, but he followed right, that right back up. You know, the difference between previous Powell and yesterday's Powell was he followed it up with, I don't see it, but it could be a possibility if the data leads us there. So he's waiting on the data and, and he could be behind the data, just like he said, uh, inflation is transitory. I want to make sure that everybody knows too, uh, inflation being reduced doesn't mean prices go down. It just means the percentage of prices rising has slowed. Prices going down is deflation. They want to protect against deflation because that wouldn't be necessarily a good thing. Because making less money for companies is never a good thing. If they can just slow down the rate of costs, the rate of uh, cost to consumers and businesses, if they can slow that down, that's what they're really looking for. Um, he specifically said that labor was a huge concern. Um, there are 1.9 jobs for every applicant. Um, and I made a note, don't be mistaken, the Fed and Jerome Powell, he knows he can't do anything about that. He has some tools, but that entire job market is Congress's responsibility. And one of the main things that they have to do is uh, get immigration under control. It's not the border. It's nothing of that sort. It is getting qualified workers here into America again. Uh, the Trump administration slowed down immigration, legal immigration, not illegal immigration. They slowed down legal immigration, which has affected the workforce because while uh, COVID pulled people out of the workforce, Americans who basically uh, retired, 
who maybe were at risk with COVID and said, I don't want to go back into work. And they just ne- never reentered the workforce because they were older. Um, and they said, I'll just take retirement. Um, those types of things, it's pulled millions of people out of the workforce like that. Pulled me out of the workforce. And I don't want to say it pulled me out of the workforce. I left right before COVID, um, but I'm not going back. I'm not planning on going back. Um, so I, I trade, you know, I've got, a, I've got a good cushion. I've been blessed in life. But just so you know, Powell put that in. He also mentioned the, um, the Inflation Reduction Act and some of the, uh, the infrastructure plays that the Biden administration has put in. That money has not been spent. That money is going to start being put in. Those jobs are going to be added. So you're going to be spending more money in this economy, keeping the economy strong. So I want to make sure that I say that because your boy made a bad trade on cat. Weekly stock picks. His, his trade this week is cat. Uh, I bought it 263. <laughs> um, the algorithm has you out at, with a 7% gain here. Um, I bought in. I bought two shares. I probably will keep them. Uh, I don't anticipate getting rid of this one with the infrastructure deal coming. You do have this gap down here at 200. They had super, super strong earnings. So I don't anticipate myself getting out of that one. Um, I also made notes, by the way, about Cisco and Nokia. So let me first go into Meta. Um, And Meta's earnings, they didn't blow anybody out of the water. Make no mistake, these weren't, oh my God, these are fantastic earnings. Look at, look at the chart here. And February 3rd of last year, $3.67 per share. Then you went to 272. And by the way, that 367 was where you saw the enormous drop and the gap that is now in play between 250 and 320. And that's 367 per share. Then you had 272 per share. And it continued downward, 246 per share, until October, which was just, holy shit, what the hell is Mark Zuckerberg doing? He's spending money like there's no tomorrow, $1.64 a share. You hit your low down here around 80. Then what happened was Mark kind of said, you know, maybe the metaverse, maybe we split this out. Maybe we don't spend so much money. So what you saw yesterday was not a blowout of earnings, not an, a huge increase of um, crazy uh, you know, user growth. What you saw yesterday was cost getting under control. He just pulled his lever and said, yeah, you know, maybe we don't spend so much money. Um, they also announced a $40 billion buyback. What's crazy about a $40 billion buyback is they could buy Twitter, they could buy Snapchat, and they could buy Pinterest with $40 billion. So rather than doing that, they're buying their stock. Now, they know if they went out and bought those companies, there's no way the government would allow that. There's no way the EU would allow that. Um, They would get lambasted. So they're better off buying their own stock back. What was interesting was Stephanie Link brought up uh, during the 90-minute, or I'm sorry, the 60-minute a Q4 earnings call. Uh, Meta brought up efficiency 25 times. Efficiency seems to be the word that they are looking for. So while I'm not buying this at 180 right now, because I do think that it will pull back on the gap down to 150, 
Uh, I don't think that we're seeing 126 in the cards for this one anytime soon. If we are, load up the Brinks truck because they've shown, you know, hey, they got 2 billion daily active users. They have reels. They're basically incentivizing creators to create reels for them. They don't care if they go on TikTok. They just want them on reels as well. And people are using both platforms. Um, the RSI right now is at 88. I wouldn't say that. Uh, leading into this, this is what I wanted to bring up um, because today's earnings are Apple, Amazon, and Google. And one stock in particular that I think lines up directly with Meta and, and what their earnings could be is Amazon. Amazon on December 30th, our algorithm got you in at 83. Uh, right now it's trading at 110. That's a crazy return on this stock. Make no mistake about it. Amazon is an expensive stock. The PE is 97. The forward PE is 65. It's up 25% year to date. That is crazy heading into earnings thinking, oh, I'm going to buy it. And it's above the 200 day. The last time it was above the 200 day was during the August earnings where it gapped up. It immediately just started to fall down. And then the October earnings, they basically said, hey, we're spending too much. Even though they earned more per share, they were just spending too much and they had to pull, forward, pull back their guidance. And that's what caused this. So where do I see this one going? I see this similar as Meta, except it's already had its run. Uh, I think this one probably gets back up here to about 124 if the earnings are good. Am I buying more? No. Am I selling? No. I'm not making a move on this one. The, the, the caveat that I want to point out, and I was doing this on YouTube Live a little earlier, and sorry to go over every, you know, things again with the YouTube Live audience, but if I go to Cisco, and there were two stocks in particular during the 2000 bomb uh, in the year 2000, and Cisco was one of them. The other one was Nokia, and Cisco, this is a monthly chart of Cisco. And you can see it was trading up here at around $70 per share, <clears throat> April of 2000. It immediately fell. And for the next year, you just went down. Cisco was similar to what you hear about Apple. Um, it was one of the largest holdings back then. Um, it was a crazy, hey, the internet is running on Cisco because we've got servers, we've got all of this, blah, blah, blah. It was a crazy good stock to buy. Cisco paid for my college education. You can see 1996, it was trading at $4. You went up to $70. During that time, this was unheard of. This was not something that was normal in stocks. It didn't move like that. So uh, that dot bomb was an enormous inflation uh, causer. And then you saw the 2000 dot bomb and then you talk, so 2011. But what I want to point out to you is there are some candles here. Uh, one, this is a monthly candle where this thing moved 12% in a month. Uh, it had its high at 24. It opened at 17. It closed at 19, but it went all the way up to 24. Um, you had a candle here one month, 7%. So you had big moves. There's one move here, 36%. Um, you had big moves in this stock. It, yes, it did trend downward. If I go to Amazon, and I look at this kind of monthly um, chart. It doesn't line up exactly. If you think 
this is a just a bear market rally uh, where we've turned down and for the next four to five years, we're going to be in this range, um, then Amazon probably is one of those that just kind of moves. You can see huge volume here. Volume seems to come down, price is continuing to go up. This doesn't trade like it did back in January of June 2005, where it was just shooting up. Um, back in 2000, this was part of the dot bomb. But unlike Cisco, uh, this one was trading at $3.74, and it went all the way down to $0.40 cents, um, during August 2001. There were a lot of splits, a lot of things. It never really went down below $1. Um, you know, it was trading around 50, 60 bucks, but the splits and stuff helped this. Now this has moved up since then to $110. Uh, but if you use Cisco as, you know, as the example, Cisco was what the internet was built on. Amazon is what, um, you know, distribution is built on today. If you look at Cisco as the example today, 23 years later, it still hasn't hit that high of 70. You're trading at $48. So it hasn't gotten back to where it is. My point being, uh, if you believe that we are heading into a recession like Michael Burry, Michael Burry put out one tweet, well, one word tweet yesterday, right before the Fed announcement. And it said sell. 100% just said sell. He's since deleted it, but that's typically what he does. Doesn't, doesn't mean that he's not all cash, but he said sell. He believes that we're in that bubble of the 2000s. Uh, I particularly don't. I think there's a lot of differences there. I think there's a lot more retail participation. I think there's a lot of different things that happen in this market. I just don't believe that the Fed, while you don't fight the Fed, I also think that the Fed has way more uh, knowledge of what's going on with inflation. Um, and we have way more metrics. Now, if you head into a war with Taiwan, uh, with China, blah, blah, blah. Who knows exactly what could happen? But I wanted to bring that one up specifically because that's something to keep. I am not trading today. I am not buying Apple. I am not buying Amazon. I am not buying Google. I am sitting on my holdings. I am not selling. Uh, I'm going to look at the earnings. Uh, some of those I will make a determination about after earnings. But pal, basically yesterday, uh, you can think of it as uh, we're at this Daytona, Daytona uh, 500 starting line. So think about it uh, at the Daytona start. You have a two-lap race, okay? He just waved the, 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 the checkered flag and said, go. If there's no crashes in the next two, we're off to the races. So two laps. It's kind of the way I look at it. Um, you know, he just kind of said, hey, things are going to go good. Now, I do think you want to own bonds. I don't think you want to own bond funds. I was talked out of that by people who are way smarter than me in bonds. Um, I was told to actually own bonds. And if you own, have fidelity, uh, I can teach you how to trade bonds. If you're interested in that, hit me up. Uh, I'll do a podcast about that again. But I do have a podcast about that before. Um, so let me look at my notes real quick. Uh, Devin wanted me to go over, oh, you know what? Let's bring up Peloton. I brought up Peloton yesterday and I said this one could move. It was up 20% yesterday crazy move. You got a gap here between 13 uh, and 1350 that was created yesterday. You're trading at 1645. There is no volume level up here that it should be up here whatsoever. 
Um, your your base is at 13. I think if you pull back to 13, I think it's good. The rumor, and it's all over the internet, is that Nike uh, may buy Peloton. Nike or Amazon. Those are the two kind of bidders. Obviously, they can't comment on it. I don't know what benefit Amazon gets out of it because they could just basically create their own bike if they wanted to. Uh, they're buying Peloton for the instructors. Seems expensive for me. Um, they already have their own streaming platform that they could put out classes on. Eh, you know, but could it be a benefit for Prime members where you get a discount on the bike, uh, on the rental of the bike? Could be. Uh, all good business ideas. You know, Nike might buy them because they don't have a streaming platform. Um, you know, Peloton has a streaming platform. They could launch something that has a little bit more uh, interactivity that has a monthly subscription revenue, which Nike doesn't have right now. Could be a good business model for them. Uh, so I wanted to bring that one up. Another one that was flying was China, Baidu, B-I-D-U. This one was way up, 154. This one has just been on a crazy run. You had a buy-in here at 119. Uh, the 200 days at 113, there are gaps all over the place. I wouldn't get into this one, but their earnings are coming up on February 27th. So I just wanted you to be aware of that one. One that did announce earnings, uh, Old Dominion Freightline. Uh, oh, let me see. Old Dominion is... Uh, ODFL. I wrote ODLF. ODFL. There's my uh, dyslexia. Huge volume in this. And this is up at 374. Our buy in was way back here in January. You'd think this was a tech name at 287. This one has a good dividend as well. Um, it is 0.33%. So it's not horrible. It's not great. It's up 30% year to date. Uh, it's 52-week high is 374. You're trading at 370. So it's right up there against all-time highs. I don't think you get into it. Just bring it up because CSX is one that did seem to have a cross-up. And it's kind of similar in the transportation. Um, and we'll go over our scans, but 3160 is the price of CSX. They just had their earnings, so there's no real catalyst for this one. You have a gap below the 200-day between 29 and 30, but at 3170, if this one is going to continue the run and the nine day has just turned up and it's crossing um, the 50 day, the 21's crossing the 50 and the nine's about to cross it. So if you have a cross up here, this one could run. It, again, it had a cross up and that's why I brought up Old Dominion. Um, energy names that I wanted to go over, one specifically for Jackson. Jackson wrote me on Instagram. He and I are kind of in the same situation. Our um, our buy-in for Devin is about 60 bucks, And I always say 60 is kind of the pivot point on here. I hold this in a retirement account, so I don't have tax implications. And I probably should um, manage this one better because this one went all the way up to 80 back in November. Uh, it has not gotten up there, and the last one, two, three, four trades have been negative. The last trade, though, was positive. Um, it got you in January 6th at 61.17, got you out on January 31st with a 2% loss. I have just been collecting this dividend and being happy. My average price is, around, like I said, around 60. Um, I do own a good amount of it, so I don't necessarily need to dollar cost average anymore. 
Um, so the question is, should you sell out here? Their earnings are February 14th. Kiss your bride for February 14th. Um, kiss your DVN, your Devon Energy. It's got a, a big dividend. What is it, 6 or 7%? Um, it's the highest dividend on the S&P. It's 8.35%. So while I say, you know, hey, 60 is the sell point, I don't know that you want to sell it. Remember, um, uh, Exxon had record profits. Uh, Chevron, record profits. This one's kind of floundering around, you know, not so great. Um, this one has a little bit more exposure to natural gas than Exxon or Chevron. So natural gas coming down, you guys know Boyle and KOLD. KOLD. Boyle has just been an absolute rock um, uh, down. And KOLD has just been a solid rocket up. But Devin's down almost 1% today at 6140. I'm holding it. I mean, honestly, God, Jackson, I'm just holding it. If we're down in the 50s, I think I might just add to it. Uh, the energy's just, in my mind, there's a supply and demand problem with energy. There is more uh, demand than there is supply in a peak economy. What's been keeping this down is the word recession and the, the government intervention uh, into energy. Um, OPEC is about to cut their, uh, cut their production, so oil prices should start to go up. They've just been kept down. So I, I just, I, I don't know that, um, that, that it makes sense to buy, sell this. Because what are you going to do? You're going to sell it and uh, then kind of buy back in? Are you going to time it? I've never been good at timing. So I, I just don't think that it's an opportunity to sell. You know, honest to God, the, the algorithm has you out. If you take a profit, you, you know, you might miss big earnings in two weeks. It's kind of the way I look at it. Um, Meta, we went over the earnings. NVIDIA, I wanted to bring this up because they crossed up again. It's a secondary cross up. It's up another 2% today. <clears throat> this one, <clears throat> excuse me, we've been in. Since 147 on June January 4th, uh, it's at 213 now. I mean, that's a crazy, crazy run for this stock. Uh, it's still expensive. Their earnings are coming up on February 22nd. I would completely expect them to have blowout earnings like AMD did. Uh, AMD is on a, a legendary run as well. A couple more gaps in this one. This has moved December 29th, 6486. We're at 85. It's a 30% move. And, and you've still got upside because you're way outside the Bollinger Bands on the upside of the nine day. Um, you do have volume, some volume support on this one. If I pull it back far enough, um, you have volume support here at about 77 uh, because most people who are holding it here at 100 were smart and got out, unlike me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I kind of like that one. Um, so I, I wanted to bring up NVIDIA. Uh, D-Man, next one he's looking at for summer and spring uh, is a Home Depot main supplier, SMG. Let's look at SMG. Uh, D-Man brought up uh, J-Weld, which is the Windows, and, and he's done really well on this one. Scott's Miracle Growth is uh, SMG. And this one, December 27th was the buy-in at 47. You're at 82 right now. <laughs> uh, as we head into summer... This one typically, I mean, if you just look, we'll just look at a monthly chart on this one because you can um, probably look at a seasonality of this one. In fact, you know what? Um, here, this is seasonality of Scott's Miracle Growth 
and we'll go back to um we can go back to february 1992 and so in the month of february you only have 35 percent winners that may be because january is one of the best months at 65 percent so my mind with this seasonality and this chart if we just run the algorithm on uh smg uh, I would say wait till you pull back to the 50, the, I'm sorry, the 200 day. You did have this golden cross of the 50 day over the 200 day. Um, so you are in a current kind of, you know, bull market, if you will, on this one. Uh, everything's kind of moving positive. Um, let's look at some of the fundamentals on this. SMG fundamentals. Um they're not making money. Their target price is fifty five eighty eight uh, from from analysts. <laughs> um, they do have a three point two eight percent dividend year to date. You're up seventy one percent. The last um, truest said, "Hey, they they moved it to a hold. It's a neutral, but they moved their price target from fifty to seventy. You're trading at eighty three. So, um, yeah, they they beat their earnings estimates. Probably not a bad idea." Uh, he says he's waiting for, uh, D-Man says he's waiting for a pullback to around 60. Uh, probably pretty good play. Um, but I th- st- if they start turning a profit, this is a $120 stock. So it's kind of the way I see it. Um, Shell announced record profit. This is an English company, English oil company, Royal Dust Shell. They announced record profit. Same thing as Exxon and Chevron. They're just getting kind of held down here. 58.46. The algorithm doesn't have you in, but again, energy, you know, huge, huge one. Um, uh, okay, I wanted to bring up Apple because some folks have been saying, uh, I'm in too much love with Apple. And if you think Apple has had a crazy good run, uh, Apple year to date, let's see, what's it up? 20%, um, 14.68%. So it's the largest single stock that's held in the stock market. Uh, if you think that earnings are going to be bad, AAPU. This is a one and a half time, uh, or I'm sorry, this is a one and a half time bull on Apple. Bull. Uh, this one, you had a buy-in here at January 4th, 1613. Uh, you're up 40% to 2029. Crazy crazy stock move. Um, it just started its 200 day. It's a brand new stock. The RSI is super high at 69, but you know, again, these are, um, we can look up, let's see, Apple, uh, bear, uh, ETF. Let's look at the bear ETF. Um, AAPD is the bear. So, AAPU is the upwards, AAPD is the down. So if you think that a, 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 a what I noticed was AAP, and the reason why I put it in here, AAPU uh, is seeing huge volume spikes. Now, AAPD did have a buy-in here at 2739. You're trading at 2628. Um, this might be good for me to buy as a hedge against my Apple shares just in case. Am I buying this one uh, to outright just, you know, if I don't own Apple, am I buying AAPD? No, no. You'll get burned on a lot of this stuff. Now the RSI on this one is 30. 
Um, you know, buyers do have to show up, but I'm just not seeing the volume that I am in AAPU. Uh, so I wanted to bring that up. Merck beat, and this is one that has been on a just a great run. Um, they beat on earnings per share and revenue, and they guide in line. Um, today, the, the period uh, candle is 1%. Um, it's trading at about 105 right now. Uh, I would expect this to be a buy on the algorithm on this candle. Uh, probably in the afternoon, it's going to trigger a buy on that candle at about 105. Now, you're just getting out of this one uh, with a 25% gain. The algorithm over 1,000 candles, again, that's two years uh, of trading, is 57%. Uh, buying and holding makes you 46%. Your average win on this is 5.6%. Uh, I believe that when you look at the long term of this one, I think Merck is a really, really good opportunity. Um, at 105, you are close to your 52-week highs. I wouldn't necessarily think that that's a horrible thing uh, in healthcare, specifically in biotech like Merck is. Uh, they're a drug manufacturer. I, they have a good stable of drugs. I think you're fine. Your PE is 17. You have a dividend is 2.73%. Year to date, you're down 6.35. So you're just pulling back. And again, they, ha- they made $1.62 per share. Their last one was $1.85. It is going down. But I, they got it in line. So earnings came down. Uh, you know, the expectations came down. It was right in line. That's why you're seeing the pullback. Uh, and this is in our core portfolio. Uh, so if you wanted to buy in, I think that today might be a good buy-in at about 105. If you can get it around 100, if for some reason something starts to pull back, I think that's a good one. Honeywell, and uh, they missed on earnings. Um, it's got a nice pullback here. And the pullback, they're trading at about 201. Uh, If you can get this under 200, I think you're doing okay. Um, The the earnings were $2.52 per share, which was below expectations. The RSI is around 36. This is a a really good company. Uh, It's run well, and you've got some some pretty good earnings. The PE is 26, so it is a little bit expensive. Um, year to date is down 6%. Dividend is 1.99%. 52-week range is between 166 and 120. I think if you trade this under 200, you'd be okay. Uh, there is a gap here at 190, which if you close below 200 today, I think 190 is in your, in your eyesight right there. Um, do I think that we're getting back to the 170s? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, you know, again, 2020 is hindsight, but the 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 200 day even on the weekly is at 188. So you know, dipping below that 200 day, you've only done that in October and July of last year. Do I think we're going back to those kinds of levels? I personally don't think so, but you know who does, Michael Burry. <laughs> uh, Zephan wanted me to look at Arch. This is a coal company. And he wanted me to look at because um, I think somebody posted, I think it was Tom posted that there's a dividend or he, Tom expects uh, dividends. And I had to remind Zephan, rule number one, do not listen to somebody on the internet. <laughs> um, specifically me, specifically anybody in our group, nobody knows anything unless they have insider information. And if they have insider information and you're trading on insider information, you're doing illegal shit and they're going to come after you. Trust me, as a guy who's been investigated for insider information or at least questioned about it, 
Um, yeah, you don't want to be in that situation. It's it's a little bit intimidating. But uh, Arch, it is well over its 200-day, um, which is the 200 days at 142. It's trading at 149. Heading into earnings, their earnings are coming up February 13th, so the day before Valentine's Day. So we can't really give it a kiss because that's like, you know, sacrilegious. But um, yeah, the 200-day, when you're under the 200-day, it tends to go back over the 200-day. The 200-day is right now at 142. This is a company that, um, coal company, coal companies just through this, uh, you know, ever since 2020 have just been on a run and China can't get enough coal. So Arch is probably selling a ton of coal to China. I don't know much about this company. Um, I would say it's run. Uh, and when you look at um, the dividend, the dividend's 0.66%. Now your 52 week range is 87, which is your um, 74% above. And you're only 5% below your 52 week high of 160. Year to date, it's up 6%. Performance for one year, you're up 71%. So it has performed spectacularly. Um, your earnings per share this year expected to go down by 24% because coal was so expensive last year. Um, so I, I, you know, again, it's, if China opens up and if they start mining a lot of their own coal and they do a lot of things, you know, Arch may be in a little bit of danger. Um, I particularly won't necessarily, I invest in oil companies. I got a little bit of thing about coal. Um, there's no such thing as clean coal. There's no such thing as clean oil. There's no such thing as anything that's good. But you can see what drove this was the volume. And where's the volume going? It's going down. Um, does coal come back? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm all in on oil uh, and energy, uh, natural gas being a, still a boom this year. I'm just not sure of coal. Just not sure of coal. There's too much um, pressure around the globe um, to, to kind of push that down. And at 52-week highs, am I assuming that this is going to new 52-week highs? I don't know. Uh, Cross-ups, we talked about Merck. We talked about NVIDIA. We talked about Meta. Another secondary cross-up that is on our um, core portfolio list, Qualcomm. This one's just been a beast. The buy-in here was December 30th at 107. You have your earnings coming up uh, today after the bell. So if you're in this one, I'd hold it. You do have a gap down here between 123 and 126. So if they even announce some type of hesitation like, um, uh, like uh, Intel did, then you'll see probably that gap get filled by it. I mean, it's going to get pulled back at some point to this 200-day. The 200-day is just starting to turn positive. On the four-hour, you have the golden cross. Um, and that, you know, that just happened. So I do think that you have move. Now, on the daily, which is where the, the, the typical quote-unquote chartists look, you haven't seen the golden cross. And the RSI is up at 68. I'm not buying this into earnings, but I'm certainly not selling this with that secondary cross up. Uh, another one that is in our sector spiders, XLK is one that is on the, uh, the, the uh, spider list. And this is the technology spider. Um, it's got a big move. And, and part of that big move is because you have Apple up 2%. You have Amazon up 4.26%. Uh, you have Google at the time, when now I'm now recording, at up 5%. And Meta is up 18%. 
So this one has just been a huge move for an ETF. It was beaten down uh, 123 on December 30th, and you're at 141 right now. Um, but it had a secondary cross up. Another one that I particularly own um, is an iShares expanded tech ETF. Uh, this is kind of a similar one. It's IGM. I don't know. I think I bought IGM because I couldn't buy the spider sectors in Merrill Lynch. And that's why I moved to Fidelity. And I just transferred over IGM and I never have traded out of it. But IGM is trading up at 331. Same thing as XLK, just a secondary cross up. One that I think might be a good one to get into that's been beaten down and has an opportunity as it moves over its 200 days, PayPal. PayPal is trading at 85. Their earnings are coming up February 9th next week. Um, this one could be a, you know, Venmo. I know you guys tip me on Venmo a lot. Um, and, and remember when you make money, treat me like your bartender and, and, and on, you know, February 14th, uh, consider me like I told, who did I tell? Um, somebody I said, I, Oh, um, somebody told me Melly, uh, is sponsoring my podcast in, um, in Mexico. And, uh, it was on the Facebook group, and I said, ooh, that moves me from basic bitch up to international bitch, uh, exotic bitch <laughs> status. So February 9th is the earnings um, uh, on PayPal. It crossed up to secondary cross-up. You have a gap here uh, between 71 and 72. You're trading at 85, but it's over its 200-day. So that gap gets less important. The more important gap now is between 88 and 89. Their earnings are going to be huge. Uh, this is a company that has not been doing well. This is a company that has guided just horribly, uh, and their management has been horrible. But it's an interesting play. Uh, growth, uh, Vanguard growth, VUG, had another secondary cross-up. This one's just kind of hovering around there. The RSI is at 75. It's super high. You just want to make sure that, you know, if you want an entry into this one, I would wait for a pullback. Honest to God, at 244, you've got this gap here between 244 and 248 that's probably getting covered. Um, but long-term, the, again, these Vanguard indexes are long-term. I think you just wait. You got that golden cross happening right now. Again, everything in this market points to things going up. One that I really, really like, and I like it more at 24 than I like it at 30, um, Uber. So there was a, um, it's interesting because Uber, uh, I didn't realize this. They have something like 30, $30 million per quarter in advertising revenue. Um, they put ads on their app. I don't use Uber a, a whole lot. I really don't. I use it sparingly. Um, but from a, a travel standpoint, American Express said travel is up. Uber is the preferred travel. So when you're, you get to an airport, I mean, why wait in the taxi line? You're taking an Uber. You're getting on your phone while you're at baggage claim. You're calling an Uber. Um, you know, you're, you're, in a, uh, you're going to a game. Uh, you know, you don't want to pay for parking. You take an Uber. You're going to the airport. You take an Uber. So, I, you know, I, I think Uber, I would prefer it under 30. Uh, there's a gap here between 27 and 26 that is under the 200-day. You're covering this gap up here at 33. Um, that's the gap that I think I see right now that's getting covered. I just, you know, it, it, again, it's moved so much. 
it's hard for me to say not to buy it here because I do think there's a whole lot of opportunity in Uber. Uh, and I think they're they're making their changes to turn it around. And I like the company. Um, but, you know, again, it, it's just run so much. Another one that has run a ton is Rocket Mortgage. Uh, this one, we had our buy-in here at $7 on January 3rd. And this one's up at $10.49. I bring this up not because I think that Rocket Mortgage is doing anything incredible. It's just the run. And it was brought up and their earnings are coming up. Now, we all know that, you know, DRV and DRN, DRV is the, uh, let me see this, DRV is the real estate bear and DRN is the real estate bull. The real estate bear had a cross up and an exit. uh, And that was back on January 30th. uh, And that's DRV. DRN had a cross up right before that uh, at twelve nineteen, and you're at thirteen seventy, and you're moving. It's a good move for that one, and that's the bull. So, if the the home builders are moving at an all time high, fast pace, um, they're selling more, uh, and mortgages um, have been you know kind of on the rise. Rocket Mortgage might be a good one. Very well, might be a good one. Another one that might be a good one, and I've got just a few more, but Coinbase, uh, and I know I've gone a long time today, but Coinbase, uh, crypto, it's going crazy. 35.19 here, December 23rd. You've doubled your money. You're at 72. Welcome to Neverland. (laughs) Uh, You're up above the 200 day. There are gaps up here, uh, about 82. You could cover. Uh, I think it goes all the way to 86. You could cover. Uh, at one point, was this a $400 stock? Let's see, coin. Um, let's go over to Finviz. And coin was $217, and you're at 73. Uh, it's not making money. There's no dividend. Up year to date, 108%. Crazy. Crazy good move. Uh, to go along with this, I took a look at, and it's not a cross-up, Coin had a secondary cross-up, Mara. And I took a look at Mara, and Mara had this cross-up at 390. You're not out. Even though the MACD's crossed down, and it's moved down here, and you're at about $8, $8.04, you're not out. And you've got another move that looks like it's coming. Uh, it's not another cross-up, because that 390, you're still in. You've doubled your money. You're at $8. Take the money off the table. Buy back in with your profits. Take the taxes out. Make sure you have enough to pay your taxes. Just buy back in with the profits. Then if this thing goes to zero, you're not out any money. You just lost your gain. Not out any money. Uh, But crazy good move. Merck, we went over. ADP is one that um, I got a cross up on. You know, this is one that it's 226.67 is the cross up and it's trading right around there. Um, ADP is a little bit expensive at 30 on the PE. Year to date, it's down 5%. It's got a 2.21% dividend. Um, Their earnings, they've already had their earnings. They dropped on earnings. There's a gap here between 233 and 236. You're below the 200 day. It's a good company. Their ex-dividend date is March 9th. So you got some time. It's crossed up below. The RSI is at 43. 
you know, it, it's not exciting, but it's not boring because I think it's, you know, it could make you money. We talk about it all the time. Wells Fargo is a great example. I have not brought up Wells Fargo, but you know when I bought it? When it dipped down here to 40, I think I got in at 41.50 or something. Um, and I lost money. It went all the way down to 40. But you know where it is today? 46.69. I don't talk about it much. But you know, the long the long game makes you money. So ADP is one that that could go there. Uh, ISRG, Intuitive Surgical. This is one that already had their earnings, so the catalyst is pretty much gone. What they announced on their earnings was um, that a lot of a lot of their slowdown and forward growth um, uh, restriction was because China, um, the China had such COVID that there was no optional surgicals that were scheduled. That's temporary. So if you look at, at a weekly chart of this one. Um, and you look, it's just at its 200 day. It's probably going back to 337. I mean, honest to God, the only other time where it broke the 200 day was COVID, where people couldn't have their operations. And then through 2021, I'm sorry, 2022, it just sunk down. You, you do have some, uh, some volume shelf um, at around 226, but at 250, I mean, you could buy it. There's, there's volume above it. It could absolutely get pulled back. Now, what you want to make sure of is that that 50-day doesn't cross. Make sure you have a stop on this one. Make sure you have a stop. Another one that I said buy under 300 and is now at 317, you've almost made about 5%, um, and it's had another cross-up, is Lululemon. It got down here right after their earnings, uh, or they announced or something, to 289. Uh, and I said, under 300, you should buy it. Did your boy buy it? Hell no, I don't wear these pants. Uh, this is way outside of my lifestyle. I'm an Under Armour guy. Um, I probably would buy these and never buy another thing again other than Lululemon. So I'm a little bit afraid to even go into the store. It's under its 200 day. You got gaps all the way up here, 350 to 373. Um, other than that, I don't see any reason why this wouldn't cover those gaps. Um, you know, they've got inventory problems, but this is a good, a really well-run company. Uh, so that's going to do it for all of the, the, the scans and things. Um, again, today is kind of like yesterday, except you just don't have Chairman Powell. We've run a lot. Uh, so be careful. Make sure you have your stop losses. I gave you some ideas in this. Um, I may get off here and trade some Carvana. <laughs> um, I may do some fun stuff. But if you have any questions, hit me up. If you made it this far, rate me. Just hit that five stars on whatever podcast you're listening on. Um, if you've made it this far and uh, you just want to make a gentleman's agreement, you don't want to give me a tip, but you've made some money, just head over to YouTube. The link is in the description in the link tree. Head over to YouTube and hit subscribe. Uh, if you want to join our private Facebook group on that same link tree, there is a Facebook logo. Just join it. Join our Facebook. I keep it private so that there's not a lot of spam, that there's not a lot of uh, craziness that goes on. Um, I've had to remove a couple of people uh, from the, the thing just for posting like crypto stuff and stuff like that. So keep it civil. Uh, I am uh, <laughs> the uh, end all be all of that. And if I if I block you, and it's in. It's by mistake. Just shoot me a message. 
on one of the other platforms like Instagram or uh, Twitter. You always have contact with me. Uh, but I will tell you, most of the time when I'm banning you, there is a reason. Uh, I usually have like a three-strike rule. So, uh, But if it's clear that you're a bot or something like that, yeah, F you. You're ruining our, 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 our internet. But again, uh, hit me up on any of the platforms that you want. I'm going to be on YouTube for a little bit. I'm going to get off because I do have Tesla coming. Uh, one thing that they do right is they come um, and do uh, service at your house, which is fantastic. So uh, join me, by the way, on Weeble. Let's do a Weeble. I, I am trading $1,000 on Weeble. Uh, I am at uh, $1,089. This is where I've lost money in CAT, where I have held on to SQQQ way too long. But I do hold the largest position is Apple. Uh, they gave me a couple of shares of Apple. I also bought a couple of shares of Apple. Uh, Kraft Heinz, uh, Procter & Gamble, and Gap is what they've given me. So. Uh, but Cat, uh, SQQQ, and Apple are the three ones that I bought. So I'm down on two out of the three that I bought. Uh, but I am donating whatever proceeds I have to charity at the end of the year. Uh, I'm hoping to have um, a good amount of money to give to a charity, a smaller charity, not a huge charity. But it, it will be something, you know, if you want to join me, the link is in the description. Um, you get free stocks when you join. So just be sure to use the link because. Um, I think they give me something too. Uh, other people have joined and all of a sudden I have additional shares in my account. So uh, if you have any questions, hit me up. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow's going to be a summary. Remember, Fridays are our summary. So hopefully we have a good news of Apple. And uh, you know, if your boy's up on Apple, he's going to be happy tomorrow. If your boy's down on Apple tomorrow, expect some uh, airing of grievances. <laughs> See you later.